Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Power Half Hour here on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, joined as always by my co-host on the West Coast. He is Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. Long time no talk. It has been a minute. How have you been? I've, I've been, you know. I've just been sitting here researching our topic for this episode, trying to come up with a list, trying to come up with some names, trying to come up with stories I can derail the conversation with. So, yeah. Well, th- those are the best. Those are the best episodes when they're less lists and more stories, I think, because anybody can just do a podcast with a list, but you, it takes some real cojones to tell some stories, and that's what we're going to do here maybe today. Maybe. Have you ever seen the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No. This came out last year, year before. Okay. Well, if you've never seen it, then there's no point in talking about it. Have you read the books? No. All right. Well, that's over too that I'm going here. So let's just move on to our topic for the week then. What What is the topic for this week? I was going to say, but I did used to read some of the Goosebumps books by R.L. Stein. Way back yeah, in my I never movie. read those. I didn't see that movie either. Yeah, I don't know about the movies. The books were fun. Uh, so I do like the idea, though, that no one actually wrote the Goosebumps book. They just magically appeared on school shelves. Yeah. Funny how that worked, right? Uh, so our topic this week, sticking with the theme of the month, which I don't know if uh, you know this or not, but in October, the very popular thing to do is to uh, theme out your podcast in a Halloween-type manner. So what we're talking about this week is some Halloween candy, or as I and fat people like me like to call it, candy. Mm. So, Chad, how many cavities do you have? (laughs) (laughs) More than I wish I had. I was just going to say, you know, should we be playing the Bow Wow Wow song, I Want Candy, or the Nick Carter or Aaron Carter remake of that song right now. I'm so glad you asked, and the correct answer is neither. Did I let me know if I hurt your feelings? No. It's one of those songs that these the Bow Wow Wow version, you know, it's it's a staple of one hit wonderdom, eighties one hit wonderdom. But it's not a song that I mean if, if it's on, fine, I can listen to it, but I don't think it's ever ever been a song that I'm like, you know what song I wanted to hear right now? I want candy. So. I concur. Uh, effectively and egregiously, I concur. It's not ever something. And the, Aaron, and the Aaron Carter version is just something that we don't need to ever bring up again. It's kind of like the, the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. It's like things that exist that don't really exist. Or the Chris Hemsworth Red Dawn. That too. And that's a Indiana shame. Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, The Last Jedi. You had to throw The Last Jedi. You just had to take it too far, didn't you? <laughs> trick or treat. So, yeah. So. That's my, that's my <laughs> trick. But now we're going to treat you with talking about candy. 
Indeed we are, sir. Indeed we are. Um, uh, let's just. I think the bit, the first question yes. that I have to ask to you is there are two types of people in the world. Those who like candy corn and those who are wrong. So which side do you fall on? I like candy corn. Now, that being said, I it's something that works best in smaller doses. <laughs> like, you can't just sit there and eat a bag of candy corn like you can eat a bag of, you know, Reese's anything. Uh, it It's, for lack of a better term, it's just far too rich. You, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? I don't know why you call me Jelly Bean, but yes, I know what you mean. But So you don't ever <laughs> stack your candy corn on top in a circle to make it look like an actual corn cob and then just eat the entire cob? No. I And I've never heard of that nor seen anybody do it. So that one's new to me. Yes, if you actually put candy corn in a circle, stack it, it looks like actual corn. Hence the name. And then you stack, have, do you really stack it up? I mean, you can. I don't think you can, Chad. I'm too busy just grabbing handfuls out of the bag and eating them because that takes time to stack them, and that's time that can be used in eating. Okay, so... so I cut into the candy corn time. Follow up. Candy corn, yes. The candy corn-type pumpkins? Sure. I mean, they're candy corn. It's just candy corn in a different... Mold? You know, it's like going to Taco Bell. If you get a taco, a burrito... And a Mexican pizza, you're getting the same thing. You're just getting a different presentation of the same ingredients. So candy corn pumpkins, same thing. Okay. Glad we've, I'm glad we've established uh, these <laughs> these rules early on. Um, I Did you ever – I guess the, the, the first question is, did you live close to grandparents? Yes. Okay. I – and, and the reason I ask, and there is a reason why, um, did did you ever get like cart not carted, but like caravaned out to your grandparents on on Halloween so that they could see your your costume? I know in last episode we said that your your grandma made your costume, but did did you ever like make the trip out there, you know, to show off, and maybe they give you a handful of candy or something like that, or or a five dollar bill? Uh. No, I mean, I lived in a very small town, so literally one grandparents was were next door to my aunt and uncle. My grandmother that made uh, my costumes was one block away from where I lived, so there's no... No driving? Parading there, yeah. It could all be accomplished uh, uh, could all, walking... In a 15-minute walk, yes. Nice. Um, so... We, as a youngster, we lived like the next town over. So it was, you know, 15, 20 minutes, depending on traffic. But my grandma and grandpa, like my grandpa was a dentist. So we weren't going over there to get candy. Obviously, we were going over there for like, you know, two quarters and a and a hug, you know, or something like that. Oh, I'll tell you what, I know exactly what it was. Having this conversation just reminded me. Uh, my sister and I each would get one of the boxes, normal size boxes, whatever, of Cracker Jacks. And that was our treat okay. from uh, my grandma and grandpa for Halloween. A box of Cracker Jacks. Still not good for the teeth. 
but that's how Gramps stayed in business, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. I'm surprised your your grandfather wasn't passing out the highest sugar uh, content candy out there. You know, throwing a, a Mountain Dew every now and then. This was the 80s. Nobody knew what Mountain Dew was in the 80s. What do you mean? I think people knew what Mountain Dew was. I don't know if they knew the sugar intakes. I don't. I don't think any. I, I. I'll be honest with you. And this is just me, and I'm sure I'll catch some heat for this in the comments. But I didn't know what Mountain Dew was until high school. Maybe even like late high school, and I'll tell you why. There's a reason. When I was younger, the the buzz drink, pun intended, was Surge, and everybody drank Surge if they were my age. And then search kind of went away, but at the same time that it was going away, I was moved to Clinton County, where everybody drank ski. I was going to ask if you were from the ski country. I'm from ski country. And so I don't really think I ever... First of all, I don't like regular Mountain Dew. Um, I, some of the other ones, like Orange, the Live Wire or whatever, some of those are okay. But just regular Mountain Dew is, is horrible in comparison to the pure cane sugar, terrific taste and feel of real lemon and real orange in a real ski. Not a paid advertiser. Um, but I, I'm not a fan of Mountain Dew. And I, I really don't think it was on my radar until I, maybe I was in my 20s, now that I think about it. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you some slack on there, but that reminds me of the Simpsons episode, I believe it's Homer versus New York, when Barney uh, borrows the car and leaves it at the Twin Towers, and they have to go pick it up. And Homer eats something, I believe he eats something disgusting when they get into New York, and he needs something to wash the taste away. And he asks the vendor, what do you have? And he's like, I've got Mountain Dew, and I've got clam juice. And Homer's like, yuck, give me the clam juice. Yeah, we're pissing off all of our Mountain Dew people right now. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to remember who drove the Mountain Dew truck or car in NASCAR back in the 80s. And uh, considering that my knowledge of NASCAR race car drivers pretty much starts and ends with Kenny Rogers and Six Pack, I have no idea who that was. So, uh, uh, Daryl Walter? Anyway, Daryl Walter. Darryl, oh, okay. Drove the Ertl, uh or, or drove, drove the number 11 Mountain Dew. There you go. Snowball Hot Blast, which you can get at the aforementioned Taco Bell. <laughs> the Nectar of the Gods. Uh, yeah, Baja anyway, Blast. Halloween okay. candy. Yes, we're that's what so, we're talking about this week. When you were out trick-or-treating and, you know, you get candy, which would you say, which house would you avoid if you knew what everybody was giving out. Would you avoid the box of raisins, the black licorice, or the toothbrushes? I don't... Of that list, honestly, I'd probably avoid black licorice. However, I don't mind raisins. I know it's not, you know, like, kosher or cool to, to admit that, you know, as a kid, uh, you know, on, on Halloween time. Uh, I could do without the uh, stuck-together popcorn balls. I mm. was never a fan of those. Right. Kudos to all the old ladies who made them by hand, because I know those you know, pieces of garbage aren't store-bought. Um, yeah. but- I was going to say, my aunt uh, 
well, my mom's aunt used to make those and pass those out. And so we would always stop at her house just to get a popcorn bowl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not offending her. Um, but those were, those were not great. Um, I could even deal with black licorice if I had to. And toothbrushes, I mean, heck, toothbrushes are only good for about six months or so. So, you know, you get two toothbrushes, uh, or you get one toothbrush from, uh, from a trick, you know, trick or treat house and one from your, uh, dentist and, and my grandpa in this case, and, and you're set for a year. Mom liked toothbrush house for obvious reasons. <laughs> what about, uh, what about you given, given your uh, druthers? Let me, let me, let me change it up a little bit and I'm going to take away the popcorn ball. So you got toothbrush, black licorice, or those, um, I guess they're caramel chews that were in like the, uh, no name brand brown or black wrappers. And uh, I have to go with the black licorice. I don't know. I, I think I've only met one or two people in my lifetime who actually enjoy black licorice. And I just never, never had the taste for it. So and I think I remember telling some lady that black licorice was, was terrible. As she put it in my trick or treat <laughs> bag. So she's like, well, you're not, you're not welcome back here next, next Halloween. Yeah. And she was like, well, don't eat it. I'm like, I'm a kid. This is what I don't do. <laughs> yeah. I can't I help it. I could be completely making the story up. I don't remember. It's been so long. But it seems like something that happened. I uh, yeah. I remember, correct me if I'm or not correct me if I'm remind me, fill in the blank in my head, your sibling status? Are you an only one? No, I've got a younger sister. Okay. Would you have been trick-or-treating age at the same time? No, she's almost 12 years younger. Okay. So you didn't have to worry about it as much, but like I remember my sister is three years older, and so it didn't matter who got what out trick-or-treating. At the end of the night, it was all going on the floor. Mom was picking out things that she didn't think we needed, like you know, gobstoppers, things that she thought would hurt our teeth, yada, yada. Um and putting everything in a big bowl and putting it up in the uh, up in the kitchen cabinet, and I, to this day, I just I don't see why that why she thought that that was right or fair. Mom, sounds like your parent. Your mom was a socialist. <laughs> whoa, 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 mom! <laughs> my, my angel of a mother uh, is a lot of things, but let's not uh, let's not go throwing around labels, okay? Now. Did your parents, or do you, now that you have a trick-or-treating son, Mm -hmm. always have to inspect the candy for, you know, razor blades or any other needles, pins, anything? And really what you're doing is just eating all the candy that you want to eat first before they can eat it? So I I think, and you're going to laugh at this as we get into it, but I, I don't think that yeah, you know, mom always said, you know, don't eat any candy on while you're out there. Just bring it all back. Uh, you know, there's that. You know, I think now we call it the the can the Halloween tax or the mom or dad tax on the candy. Um, in fact, I was joking with my boy uh, over the weekend. He had uh, some candy mixed in with, you know, like a sweet and salty snack or something like that. It was like popcorn and M and M's. Uh, and he asked me a question. I come over and I 
answers questions steal the candy he's like what's that he's like that's the dad dex <laughs> but uh <laughs> um so there the rule is kind of always like you know just bring it all home and you can have some before you go to bed but obviously not a ton because you're gonna get home late or whatever um but with my boy and like our neighborhood even though you know it's right next to an elementary school and junior high either there aren't a ton of kids who trick-or-treat on our particular street or I just buy way too much candy, which also is possibly true because I end up with so much that by the end of the night, like I don't even have to like steal my son's candy because that's the guy what equates to about two and a half, three bags of what I consider the good stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of particular. I'm kind of candy snob, Chad. I see. I, I get chocolate stuff only name brand for uh, trick-or-treaters. Last year, uh, I had to joke with a parent who was, uh, you know, parents who were out with, with their youngsters because it was kind of rainy, kind of spitting, you know, a little bit of precipitation, and I'm sitting in the back of the van with the hatch up, and I'm using the, the uh, you know, rock back tailgate seats, and I've just got all the candy spread out in, like, the, the cargo part next to me in the van, and so, you know, parents see me, hey, hey, happy Halloween, kids come up, trick or treat. I said, help yourself. And I'm like, you know what? This doesn't look the best when it's a guy with free candy in his van. <laughs> a bunch of kids coming up. But obviously, it wasn't saying free candy on the side of the van. It's not an mm-hmm. old uh, windowless van from the 80s. And the parents were right there. So we're safe. So are you the type that gives out the full-size candy bars or the fun-size candy bars? I do the smaller size candy bars just because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this from, from a financial standpoint. I just can't afford to get a box, you know, or numerous boxes of full-size candy bars. So, But I, I also don't limit them. I said, grab a handful. And then as it, the night gets going later or later, I'm like, grab two handfuls. Well, I seriously, I'm like, take as much as you want. There was one I had almost like an entire maybe half a bag of candy of mixed, you know, variety. So it was probably like three Musketeers, Snickers, Milky Way, maybe some Reese's, things like that. And I said, you know what? It's getting cold. It's getting late. Here's your bag. I dumped it all in the bag. I said, happy Halloween. Went inside. (laughs) Thanks, man. You know, and again, the parents who were walking behind, they, they appreciate it too, because they're, you know, they're going to get their cut. So we've talked then about your least favorite and whether full size or fun size. Uh, what is your favorite candy? You know, years ago, I would have said three musketeers. And three musketeers are probably still top three as far as candy bars go. But, you know, like any other red blooded American male, Reese's has won me over. I don't know how they did it. They came out of nowhere. I really think if it, I don't know if it's just a marketing campaign or my love of peanut butter, uh, but just out of nowhere, Reese's took over the candy industry. Didn't they not, Chad? Mm, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, I guess they are the bigger name brand right now because when you say Reese's, I can incorporate you know, the peanut butter cup, the nut rages, right. the uh, whatever, but whereas Three Musketeers is, is its own thing, Kit Kat, Butterfinger, those are all 
separated in the candy universe. But the, but Reese's has their own CMU candy multiverse. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the candies of heroes are. That's 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 a great uh, topic for an upcoming Nerd United. <laughs> Your uh, Avengers of candies. Sour Patch Kids would have to go in there somewhere. Lemonheads. I. Fight. I'm so glad you mentioned Sour Patch Kids. I mm-hmm. think I love them more than my son. <laughs> Although the cereal is horrible, the Sour Patch Kids cereal is not okay. good. Not a big fan of sour. Things, so I don't I'm not uh, eating them. But yeah, I would have to say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, well, no, now that I think about it, uh, my favorite would have to be a whatchamacallit. So, I, but, but they don't really make fun size whatchamacallit, so you have to get like the good house that's going to give you a full fledged right. candy bar. What, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever had a whatchamacallit. Can you break down a whatchamacallit for me as far as uh, flavors yeah, and textures? I'm going to smack you. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of like a rice crispy treat on the inside. Okay. With some caramel and chocolate on the outside, and there's probably some other stuff in there, some glucose and some sugar and some color dye number five and benzoyl, benzoyl. You you don't have to get you don't have to get that particular there. with it, Jack. Come on. <laughs> Which reminds me, have you uh, have you ever heard the Animaniac song about? What's inside the ingredients of candy? I don't think I have, Chad. I'll have to see if I can find that, and we'll put that up on the social media accounts as well. Yes, we will definitely do that this week uh, of the the week of the episode of the candy, not not the week prior. Mm-hmm. We may or may not be recording said episode. Chad, I trust you in your judgment. Yeah, um, but I'm trying to think of. Uh, Uh, candies, you know, along with the whatchamacallit. I, I would have to say whatchamacallit and a Butterfinger. Butterfingers are good. Favorite, but the Butterfinger is, is too, I mean, that just, it's around your teeth and you cannot. Yeah. You're, you're eating a Butterfinger for like the next week. <laughs> yeah. So but it does have a cool Simpsons tie-in because Bart Simpson was the spokesperson for Butterfinger. I remember that. Uh, what if you if if Chad could go back in time and go trick or treating? What is the costume that you would uh, choose to dress up as, and what is that one prize piece of candy that you won? See if I could go back in time. What would I? You know, like Cher would say, if you could turn back time. Yes, uh, maybe I would dress as Cher from that video. I that would be scary. Yeah. You know um, what? I was, I'm sorry. I, whatever I did to offend you, whatever I did to put horrible <laughs> mental images in your brain last episode, you didn't have to come back with that. Uh, I, yeah, you know, the new trailer for Borat 2 just came out. So, uh, I, co-host of the year, Mike said something about that. I haven't watched it. I wasn't a big fan of the first Borat. Yeah. I haven't seen it either, but, uh, just the shares costume plus Borat's mankini. And think of the associate those two together. I'm trying to think of what you know when I was dressing up, going uh, going back in time, what I would have wanted to dress up as, and I don't know because I have the costumes now that I would like to do. Like um, 
you know, we talked on the previous episode, you dressed up as G.I. Joe. I, there are several G.I. Joe characters that I would like to do, but then I look up cosplay and then that character name and I see that other people do it and do it better than I would probably throw something together in. Um, my ultimate cosplay costume is Trap Jaw from He-Man. Well, there you go. But, um, I, I don't know how to, uh, you know, manufacture a giant metal arm and, and a bodysuit that, uh, would look like I am much more muscular than, than I am. So, but that would, that is my dream goal is to be able to do, um, do trap jaw. And going back to candy, you know, I, if you're giving me a fun size candy bar, probably going with a, uh, three musketeers. But if you're giving me full size, I have to go with the watch McCall. Oh, no, I take that back. Not three musketeers. I, I appreciate the almond joy. <laughs> it's, you have a tree nut allergy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so for me, and I'm, I'm glad you, you expanded it beyond just what, uh, you know, we could, uh, you know, th- going back, you know, for costumes of yesteryear, I think young me would have loved to have dressed up uh, as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And me at that age would also, you know, I, I've talked a lot about like some of the my chocolate uh, loves, you know, uh, be Reese's or, or um, Three Musketeers, things like that. But Somewhere deep in my soul, I, I have a, a a love of uh, like I don't know, hard candies. I don't know if that's the the right way to say, it, but like if if someone would ever like drop in a full roll of Spree's, I think I'd have just been in heaven. I think Spree's are underrated. I don't even know if you can get them anymore. I haven't looked for them in years. I don't know. What about a Jolly Rancher? Jolly Ranchers were uh, were tremendous. And also, I'm glad I get to work this in there, because they say you are what you eat. I always liked some Smarties. Hmm? Eat some Smarties, you get a little smarter. That's what that's my belief, anyway. Too much? No, Smarties are good, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think Smarties are good, like, I'm going to say cheap alternative to, uh, to buying the full-size candy bars. You just buy a package of Smarties for, like, I don't know, buck fifty. I don't know how much candy costs because I, I I don't buy it. But uh, yeah, you get the smarty, and then uh, ooh, and then there's also Pez, which makes me think of Smarties, but and nerds. Yeah. Speaking of Pez, Chad, and then you can get if you get the nerds, you can get them all united into one, and uh, they do their own podcast. <laughs> but since you mentioned Pez, and nobody's going to be able to see this, but you. But uh, I got to thank you. Sometimes, boys and girls, uh, I have things that arrive in the mail that are, are unexpected. And uh, my co-host on the West Coast uh, a while back sent me a Green Lantern, Hal Jordan Green Lantern Pez dispenser, complete with some Pez um, candies, uh, obviously, because you rare to find the one without the other. And uh, shout out to you, Chad, because your generosity knows no bounds. Yeah, and those came straight from the Pez factory, by the way. So, Did, I don't, I don't think, like Walmart Pez's, those came straight from <laughs> Vermont, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, wherever the Pez factory is. I can't remember. It was on our last hockey trip where we 
with those, the factory. Those are. I was going to make a, a joke or, or reference or statement that was going to be kind of inappropriate. I'm not going to let that. Do. Those are those are uh, whole and complete Pez, and I they're they're appreciated and they're tasty. My son loves them. I don't think he understands the oh. the mat the machining behind the Pez dispenser yet, but he loves candy, so it's all good. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, Orange, Connecticut, is where the Pez factory is. So I was off. I know Ben and Jerry's is in Vermont. Um, Pez, if you want to go, it's a, uh, if you're ever in Connecticut, just hop on over and, uh, go to the Pez, Pez factory. And they, I I think you can kind of see into the room where they make the Pez, but it's more about, they have all the Pez, a lot of Pez from throughout the years. So you get to see the history of Pez and what they first looked like. And, And did you know that eBay started as a Pez trading or auction, uh, I think it was trading, a Pez trading website. I did not know that. See, that's the type of useless information you get here on the Power Half Hour. That's the best. Also, if I'm ever up in Connecticut, because I have now two reasons to go, and they're about 20 minutes away from one another. Uh, Orange, Connecticut, like you said, uh, the home of Pez, and New Haven, Connecticut, the uh, uh, home of my place of, of my uh, actual uh, employment, so. Um, very cool. I can go do one and go see the other and all, all happiness and harmony in Connecticut. I would, I would love to hear more about that, Greg, but we are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.